Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new Adam Hunter's World podcast. I am driving to San Diego right now with Augustino Zoida. Is it Zoida or Zoida? Zoida. You Zoida. say that every time. I know. Uh, and here we are. We got a gig at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Uh, life is good. Um, I was a little stressed out last night. Uh, my final episode of uh, Living With Funny aired. And uh, it showed me going on the th- dates with my ex, which was, as you would imagine, to be st- kind of stressful. And, you know, look, uh, I, I was a little nervous, you know, how because I'm, I'm seeing Brie now, and I, I actually love Brie. I think she's she's amazing. She's my girlfriend, and uh, I don't know, she's awesome. And I was a little concerned how she would think. And she was she was she, you know, she said that, I, you know, how I am on the show isn't necessarily how I am in real life, and that's the truth. I mean, they definitely, you know, like with these reality shows, they edit a lot and they have their storyline, and you know, everybody. But it was good. I mean, you watched it, Augustino. What did you think of it? Yeah, I, I agree that everybody that knows you knows it's not really the way that you are. And the people that don't know you will just will get a laugh. You yeah. Know? It, just... It's it's just definitely written to be... <laughs> Sorry, can I say that it's written? No, no, you can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's just funny. It makes it, it... It comes across... The way they edited it, it, it did make it come across that you're kind of like a womanizer. Yeah, but as far as me being cheap... Yeah, like I, you're cheap I, with women. I'm, I'm not cheap. But uh, they made you, like, clueless to it. Although, yeah, right. That's true. And, and you know what's another thing? What's that? If you hear, like, the jokes that you make on stage, you see, like, this guy obviously gets... Yeah. ...what a joke is. Like, is he, you know what I mean? You're not going to be like, oh, I thought a chicken place was great to take... Like, right. people are going to know that you get it. Okay. And by the way, I did go to Kukuru Chicken. That wasn't my idea of, like, fine dining, though. But they happened to have great chicken there. And that really happened? Well, yeah. She's like, let's go get dinner. I said, sure. What's what's wrong with Kukuru? Have you been to Kukuru? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good chicken. <laughs> it's great chicken. And as far as watching... Wait, porn, you really did? <laughs> yeah, I did. I took her to ch- Kukuru Chicken. That's that's true. Yeah, but how long have you been dating? Oh, we were dating a long time. We were like, oh, well, then that doesn't matter. No, I was like, yeah, you and your girl, you get some chicken. If it was like one of the first dates... No, no, I'm not no. saying that you should stop being romantic if you've been dating a while. I just mean that like some nights are going out to dinner nights and some nights are like, hey, let's go get some chicken. Exactly. And let's and, and then we'll come back and watch a movie. Exactly. So anyway, anyway, but after watching with you, I feel a lot better because I was like, <laughs> I was a little concerned. I'm like, man, I hope people don't think that like... I'm I'm this clueless when it comes to girls, but you know at the same time it's a TV show and there's only a limited amount of time they could they could put five comedians in there and they only have 24 minutes to tell a story and they only had three minutes and they tried to you know but uh, I'm 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 very grateful I was on it super happy I hope there's a season two uh, because it was a lot of fun it was I'm I'm happy and they were they were fun it was a lot of fun hopefully there'll be a season two it looks fun um so anyway you know I was uh. What else? I don't know. I had some things I wanted to talk about. I forgot what they were. So last night I did the Dime Bar, and it was fun. But the problem with like running your own show sometimes is that you invite the people that you know, and sometimes people that you know think that because they know you, they could just chime in during your act. Oh, right. Like, there I get was, that. There was this guy, before. John, who came to my show who's you know, a pretty cool guy, but after every joke, he has to, I like that one. That one's pretty good. Eh, work on that one. I don't understand. And then oh, it became man. the Me and John show. And it'd be one thing if I didn't know the person, but I personally invited the guy to come. So that was a little frustrating. Um, but he left after me, so at least he didn't, you know, heckle the other guys. Gotcha. Uh, but it's, it's actually going really well, the Dime Bar show. It's a little spot. It's forcing me to write, and it kind of... Look, I always love stand-up comedy. It's what I do, but it kind of rekindled my love for comedy because it's just—it's comedy in its most pure form. There's like 30, 40 people in the crowd. It's a small venue. You know, I'm always trying out new stuff, so uh, I was happy. It was funny. I actually—I was on the way to the show and I was stuck in traffic, and I called my dad. I'm like, "Hey, dad, can you go set up the set up the the chairs and stuff?" And he's like, oh, you know, I could, t- I could tell he was like, ugh, like, really, Adam? Like, I'm <laughs> fucking sitting here watching the game. Now I got to go. And then I get there, and everything's set up. And then my dad shows up. I'm like, hey, Dad, thank you. He's like, you beat me to it. So someone else set it up, the oh, guy wow. Brad, the bartender. Oh, so, that's cool. He, my, dad, my, my dad was like, I'll still take credit for it. I'm like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Total, totally appreciate it. That's something I, I could never call and ask my dad to even do. So really? your dad's even cool to even consider it. No, it's true. Me and my dad, <laughs> we have a really, really good relationship. I could never call my dad and be like, I think I called my dad asked him to do something the other day and he was like, man, I'm sleeping. And then he like, <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. Really? But it wasn't even like anything comedy wise. I was just, I asked him to like do something, like go by my house and 
You know what I mean? Like, walk what my do, dog for me. Really? Well, what, what did you ask him to do? I think it was something like that, like something at my house, like walk the dog. I don't really remember exactly what it was. Mm. I was just trying to be like, hey, what do you, can you just do me a favor? Because he lives next door to me. Your dad lives next door? Yeah. And he's like, he and, he, and, he, and he wouldn't walk your dog? He wouldn't like go. He was like, man, I'm sleeping. I mean, I get it. He has like a crazy job. He works crazy hours. So if he has the time to sleep, he'll, he'll just sleep, you know? Does he, does he like a dog or no? Uh, yeah, he likes my dog. He loves dogs in general. So, I mean, yeah. and he has a dog too, and I walk his dog. Uh, how, how does your dog and your dog, do they get along? Not at all. They're both male pit bulls. Ooh. And I didn't have the dog when we were neighbors. No, I mean, did, I, mean I had the dog before we were neighbors, though? so. Why did he get a pit why bull? Why did you get a pit? Uh, I got a pit bull because I rescued a dog, and that that's really, like, all they had. <laughs> was pits? Yeah. yeah. When you go to a pound, that's, like, the majority of what it was. Yeah. And I honestly didn't even plan on getting a pit bull. Um, I saw online that this shelter had, like, these, the, uh, one of their dogs, like, a golden retriever that they had in the pound. Yeah. And it gave birth to a litter of, of golden retrievers right and i went there to get one of those and it was gone ah. they were all gone all the goldens were gone all the golden retrievers were gone and then i just was walking around looking around at all the pit bulls i don't know why this guy just got my attention and i like your pit but it has no idea how strong it is i mean yeah, it, it just jumps on you and you're like whoa he doesn't look that strong but he is he's he's got like i think all i think all dogs are stronger than you than you think but especially pit bulls jesus christ he doesn't realize his strength you gotta see my dad's dog it makes my dog look like a chihuahua really my dad has a giant pit bull wow, wow. my dog's wow. not that big it's just that he's yeah you're right he's just he doesn't know his own strength jumps all over people it's cute though <laughs> uh so i've been it's been like about a mu- two months now that i've stopped watching porn completely right. stopped uh how do you feel I feel better actually. You know, my, my therapist recommended it to me. Uh, it's a lot easier to do if you have a girlfriend. Yeah, right. My therapist, my therapist said that sometimes, like, my disconnect sometimes with like love and this and that. You know, it could be. I, I wouldn't say I excessively watch porn because I didn't, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I don't need this, and I don't know. I I, I want to give all the loving I have to my girlfriend because I you know I, I do take uh, anti-anxiety pills and that could, that could lower your sex drive. As well as, you know, so I'm like, you know what? The sex drive I have left, me being 38 years old, I want to make sure my girlfriend has it. What uh, about, uh... About what? You don't see your girl every day. Uh, you right? mean, yeah, I don't see her every day, no. So you don't jerk off? No, I've, 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 I've been saving it. I really? I haven't jerked off in about a month. So when uh, you finally do, like, all week, you waited, and you ha- finally have sex with her, do you just, like, come super fast? Cause you no, no, not at all, man. I, I got the magic stick, just like you <laughs> said. Uh, no, I don't. I've been, uh, it's, it's been better. It's been, it's been, actually, I just feel better. I just feel healthier, and um, not, nothing wrong with porn. I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm just saying it for me. And I, who knows? Like, I have some road trips coming up where I'm, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be. Yeah, when you're on the road week, for a while, it's uh, going to be way weeks. different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, what else is going on? Excuse the static, guys. We're in the car. Yeah, we're in the, st- we're in the <laughs> car. I've decided I'm not going to my 20-year reunion. Uh, and instead, I'm doing this show at the Laugh Factory with Dana White, Matt Sarah, David Spade, Brian Callen. Is that the reason you're not going yeah, to the reunion? Yeah, because it's like this big UFC thing. It's for Dana's show, looking for a fight, and I'm going to be hosting it, and I think I'm going to be helping them with jokes and stuff. I think it's a good opportunity, and I've been trying to get this show with the UFC for a while and like we've talked about it I had like four or five meetings over at the UFC headquarters and I don't know I mean it just it just kind of sucked though because I bought the ticket so I can't even like I'm going to eat one of the one of the tickets like the $400 one way because uh, I, I got the other one on miles but also seeing everybody I was actually looking forward to seeing people um, at the same time you know uh, at the same time you know it's uh, there's also the problem with high school, what I loved and didn't like about high school is that you're forced around people that you like don't want to really see. Sorry, really quick, Adam. Don't yeah. hold it down here. Okay. Sorry, let me see this for a second. Yeah. Make sure you just hold it up here because it's getting a lot of static. Yeah, one of the problems that I had with high school in general was that you're forced to be around people that you don't necessarily want to be every day, see every day. You know, you're kind of, you have to be there. <laughs> same like, thing with comedy. <laughs> <laughs> same thing with, yeah. But like in life, uh, in like the real world, if you don't want to see someone, you don't see them. You know, Where was your reunion going to be? It's in Maine. I went to high school in Maine, and it was. Uh, I, I I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to seeing old friends and catching up. But then, then I was not looking forward to seeing certain people that were kind of dicks to me or that I've had some beef with a little bit later. Yeah, but on now you're like on a TV show. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Um, but also, if Would I was, you say you're the most successful in that class, like when you go back. I don't know. Maybe about not not money wise. Maybe like fame wise. 
As far as stand-up comedy goes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, you're the only one, like, kind of doing something. Yeah, maybe. That's, like, really out there, like, in the world. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have famous. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, you know, relatively speaking. I mean, maybe one guy's a doctor or some shit. Right. I think if I was single, I'd want to go better because then maybe I could have hooked up with all the girls that I've tried... (laughs) That, that, that like I like had a crush out in high school, and a lot of them are probably divorced now. So I'm like catching them on the rebound. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it would be great to just bring your girlfriend though. And that was the other thing I wanted to bring my girlfriend to show her how cool I was in high school because I have all my wrestling trophies, and people would be like, "Oh my god, you were a leader in the school." Because that's you know the, also oh man, that's the, so cool. the school really meant a lot to me. Like uh, before I went to hide, you know, I was in middle school, and I was really in a really bad place in my life. I was. You know, my growing up, you know, I didn't really, I didn't have a mother at all. I didn't have a mom, which actually my dad just, my first housekeeper from when I was, not even a housekeeper, or like babysitter, has pictures of me when I was like two years old and sent it to my dad. I found my dad on Facebook and sent it to me, me and my mother when I was two. And I haven't seen my mom since I was three. And I was thinking about like posting those pictures of, hey, me and my mom, but like it really isn't my mom. Yeah. And then people you don't really like, know that. I don't know who she is. I wouldn't know her if like, literally she got into this car right now i'd be like who are you uh and then also it would just it might you know piss off my stepmother who's not even my stepmother my because they got divorced too but i was and then also it's sort of I, I'm, I'm doing it for what for likes you know so people can like it you know how I, long was your stepmother in your life before your dad div- uh, got divorced with from ages three to 18 i my dad got divorced when so I was she 18. kind of like raised you too right yeah, but there was a big asterisk there. She, yeah, yeah, she put a roof over my, me and my sister's head, and you know she did try, but she also had her son, who was like her son, who I love, Max, my brother. But she was like, she really wasn't. You could tell that she thought, thought felt like she was doing us a favor by taking us in. And do you have it, another brother or just him? Just him, and she was doing us a favor. But when you're three years old, you don't really know the concept of money, and then it was just—it didn't go very well because it was sort of like, you know, Max was her son, and me and my sister were kind of like the also rans. So not only did we lose our mother, but we had to see what it would be like to have a mother growing up. So there was—it wasn't that was also a big source of my anger growing up. And um, so when I was like four, 13, I was really acting out. I was hanging out with the wrong kids, and. Uh, you know, I just wanted acceptance. But in my school, in middle school, it seemed like the worse the kids were, the more popular they were. Like I, when I was in, in elementary school, it was like the the kids who did good in school and they were in the play and sports. Those were the popular kids. Then things took a really dark turn when I was in eighth grade. You were homeschooled, right? Yeah. So you kind of missed all this. When I was in eighth grade, it was like the lacrosse players that were anti-Semitic. It doesn't sound like I missed anything. They, yeah, no, <laughs> you, you missed fucking hell. Uh, they were, I mean, literally, these kids, there was a kid, Craig, who would hand out pennies to, to Jews and be like, hey, you're Jewish, here's a penny, here's a penny. I mean, this is how these kids were. In seventh grade, we controlled the bar mitzvahs. We, like, every week, we had a bar mitzvah that was, like, fun, but then in eighth grade, there were no more bar mitzvahs, and the kids would gang up on one person at a time. They'd pick, it was like that show with Mean Girls, like, you're it, you're the one everyone hates. And then my time came, and, all, and I didn't have any type of real character or backbone to be like, you know what, here I am. I don't care what you guys think of me because I think of well of myself. Instead, I was like, oh, you guys don't like me? I must be a piece of shit. Let me find the worst kids in school to hang out with. Maybe they'll accept me. And all those kids did was beat me up. So I was, like, every afternoon we, we would go, I remember one time we would throw exit cars. That was, like, our, our activity. Like, let's just throw exit cars and rocks at cars. And I couldn't, as a third baseman, I could not get the ball from third base to first base to save my fucking life. <laughs> However... When it came to egging cars, I was Nolan Ryan. I, I could get a car, and I, I remember hitting this car, and there was a baby like in the passenger side, and thank God the window was open, was actually closed because I didn't actually hit the baby. But I'm like, man, like I could have. You still could have cracked the glass. Did you crack the glass? No, I didn't crack the glass, and I didn't blind the kid. But I was lucky. God was with me that day. <laughs> Seriously, like God was with the kid. Was with me. But anyway, I ended up getting sent to this boarding school. And um, at first I wanted to go because my sister went there and she changed her whole life. My sister at the time was like really in a bad place. When I was in high school, she was like like a cutter. And Try not to move your hands so much. Sorry. She was like really, you know, just in a terrible place. And she would hang out with these kids that were five years older than her who had like, at the time they were called like, uh, I mean, they were like, I would say dirtbags, but they had like hair down to the thing and they were 
were like 20, and she was like 14. My sister was out of control. So then she got into this board. So first she went to like hospitals on the Monk Hospital. Finally, she went to this boarding school in Maine that my aunt saw on 60 Minutes that completely changed her life. And she was singing and playing sports and getting A's and this and that. And then I went up for like a family weekend to, uh, to kind of talk to my family, to kind of visit her. And it was one of those things where they would have these seminars where everyone would talk about their problems. And I'm like, I'm not going to these fucking, I know what these are. Because my family kept trying to have family meetings. And I, I kept saying, no fucking way. For three seconds, I'm like, I'm out of here. So I'm sitting in this circle of parents. And the first parents that's going on about how, you know, he's an alcoholic. And, and, and the kid, you know, and the second one was like the mom was, the father was disloyal to the wife. And they're going around. And my sister promised me, don't worry, I, I, I like won't out you in this family seminar. So it's her turn, and she looks at me, and she's like, Adam, you don't deal with the loss of your mom, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, fuck oh, this, man. right? So I got up and, stor <laughs> and stormed out, and I waited in the car the next three days. My dad's like, you can't wait in the hotel. You could wait in the car. So I waited in the car. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going back. Uh, I, I cursed off my sister. I remember being in the back seat, just like punching the front seat. Her and my dad, I'm like, you betrayed me. You told me you weren't going to talk to me about that. I'm like, fuck this, fuck you. And just all this inner rage that I've had over the years came out. And um, so finally, uh, I'm sleeping in the car for three days and it was really, really uncomfortable. Uh, so then I went to go to this like couch at this like union down this hill. So I, I go down this hill and I go to this like union area and I find this couch, and of course, it's the New York regional meeting with my family, and they're having another seminar, my dad, my sister. And I sat in, and they're like, you want to join us? And I'm like, okay. And then I started talking about my mom leaving and beating me up before she left, and it was the most biggest breakthrough I've ever had. Like, I never felt more love. Like, everyone said how proud they were, and then I was hooked. I wanted to go to that school. I'm like, I want to go to the school where I can actually deal with my problems. So I, I went to that school, and... Within a week, I wanted to run away because they put me. You had, I had my <laughs> too you, much too soon. You had to have a job. I was the only eighth grader there, and you, I had to have a job. And my job was to cut bananas for the whole school at six thirty in the morning, five thirty in the morning. I had to walk half a mile in the fucking snow to cut bananas for the entire school. And uh, it was one of those things. I was like, man, fuck this. This is so. I, I like slept in. I would always miss school at home. Like literally, I, I would I would sleep through the bus. I remember sitting, eating breakfast in my in my kitchen. The bus would walk past, would, would drive past us, and the kids on the bus would point to me and laugh and be like, "Ah, you missed the bus." <laughs> and you didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit because I knew that my housekeeper was was gonna drive us, to, like drive me to the school. So <laughs> after that, after after going to that place, uh, they actually kicked me. They, they had this thing called. You gotta let me hold this for you. Yeah. Hang on. It's getting really hard to even hear. Here, just let me hold it like this. They had this thing called 2-4 where you had to be on work crew for 24 hours. So you couldn't talk to anybody. You had to sit by yourself. You had to, you, you were not part of the school and the kids had to vote you back in until you were ready to be back in the school. So they put me on that work crew. I was in eighth grade. And then like, you know, honestly, that school changed my life because like every, every couple, every like a couple times a week, you get to meet with a couple other kids that are going through problems as, as yourself uh, and talk about your issues. And then you get to play a sport every semester. You had to like, I mean, it, it, it was really, really hard. Kids would have run away and yada, yada, yada. It was really, really tough. But after accomplishing that, everything else just sort of became easy. Uh, wrestling was a huge part of it. And um, so, yeah, anyway, it's my 20-year reunion and I, I wanted to go and... And I am very grateful for what happened. I heard the school has really calmed down. It's like, and there's a lot of kids. If you look up hot, there's a like a an actual like on Facebook a, a hide like and there's a lot of kids out there that are very angry about what happened at that school. They're like, man, that school forced me to do this or that, or they were assholes to me or they were mean to me. <laughs> and other people are like, maybe cut bananas. <laughs> other people are like sticking up for the, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's, there's a lot of parts of the school that I really like. A couple other things that, like, I wished I didn't have to go through. For example, there was a curse jar in my dorm. And every time someone cursed, they had to give a dollar. And, of course, someone stole the money after, like, a week. <laughs> and then at 3 o'clock in the morning, we'd all have to do workouts for, like, an hour and a half until someone admitted that they took, and, like, you know, thousands of push-ups. Oh, and, man. And calisthenics. And so, so there was a lot of that. 
you know, a lot of that going on, which I wish that, and and then outposts. I, I'd be, I, I would like Sunday was our one day you could sleep in. Like every every minute of every uh, hour was already kind of mapped out for you. And then I so I go to our Sunday brunch, and it says like these kids are going on outposts for the week, which meant that I had to go in the woods for like a week with like seven other kids and move rocks all day. And then think about my attitude and how I could make my life better and what I did wrong. And and I remember them saying like, okay, after like, you know, four, after four or five days, they were like, these kids are going back to, to school. And I wasn't on the list. I remember crying because all I want to do is go back to the place where I didn't want to be at. <laughs> I mean, it was five years. Those were some of the toughest years of my life. But, because... Uh, because otherwise you're just gonna be moving rocks, like yeah, fixing your attitude. That and just living in a tent and just smelling and not showering and uh, for a week. A, I was out there for two weeks and just having it freezing and building campfires and and hiking all day. Who's out there with you guys? Just seven other kids and then and, and, like, and no supervision. One supervisor who had like a beard and who was just kind of a bully. Do you kind of like teach though to how to build fires and shit? Yeah, he taught us that kind of stuff, but he was just basically like everything I said I had a shitty attitude. It was like so then you start you, <laughs> you start wanting to say things that will get you back into the school. You know, there was a lot of that of fa- they call it like faking it till you make it. Oh man. You know, um and also me having OCD didn't help at that school sometimes cuz I would like they really stressed that if you have a dirty conscience, you're not going to be able to achieve things that you want to achieve in life. So I really bought it after like the fourth year, I bought into it like crazy or third year. So I would always try to clean my conscience because I felt like if I had a dirty conscience, I wouldn't be able to win wrestling matches. So I would constantly be turning myself into the dean of like over dumb shit. Like I took two desserts last year. Or I stole someone's ruler from a locker. I mean, just things that I thought might get in the way of me winning wrestling matches. So there was definitely some. Uh, it sounds like you <laughs> you went to that, that camp from Holes. I don't even know what that is, but you sure. Never, you never read that book, Holes? No. Or the the movie? You never saw it? No. It's like, uh, this is it's this book where they send, like, uh, juvenile delinquents to there, there was that. I mean, there was, like, I was going to run away, and they told me if I ran away, I'd have to go to uh, Scared Straight, which I'm sure you've seen on television before, and I, I, was, I did not want to go there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this is it's my 20-year reunion of that school. So, uh, yeah, I mean... But I think I'm making the right choice by staying in town and doing the UFC thing. And I mean, you got to do it, right? I think so. I mean, but then there was like, well, I may meet somebody in my high school who, because there's some deep pockets in that school. Because it's, I mean, now it costs like, I think like 50000 a year to go there. When I was there, it was 20000 I was there because of a wrestling, they gave me a scholarship and wrestling helped. So um, it was a lot cheaper, but I don't know. Got to do what you got to do. You know, I definitely do think though that I would never have become a comedian if not for that school. And also, like, some of the things I've had to deal with as a comic, you know, you just have to... Like, I was thinking about that. Like, not to negate what women go through in comedy because it is really hard and there's a lot of assholes out there, a lot of bookers out there and who, you know, I don't know if they flirt with female comics or the, you know... But they kind of, you know, you could see it where... Sometimes girls feel like they're not taken seriously as comedians, especially pretty women, you know, and and that sucks. But I've had to deal with similar things. I remember being at the um, at Stand Up New York back when it was called Stand Up New York, and I was terrible in the beginning. But I would I would this guy Jerry, and I was like, Hey Jerry, man, how do I get on stage at your comedy club? And the guy was such an asshole. He's like, You got to play with my balls. You got to caress my cock. He would say things like that just to be a fucking dick. Uh, and then he was replaced by this flaming gay dude. <laughs> he was even gay, who, like this guy Nick, who would always sexually harass me, and to the point where I'm like, you know what? Uh, you know, and he would only give me. I was managed by Carrie. I was actually managed by the club, and Carrie owned the club, and uh, and he would all like they they had to give me spots because I was one of their clients. And the only spot that ever gave me was the the, the, the uh, check spot, where you got to do. Uh, you gotta, I had to do four minutes, while everybody in the room was paying their check, and I got a four minute set three times a night, while every, while they dropped all the checks, 
one of the fucking it's worst. It's the worst spot. Worst, but not even like a 15 minute spot where you could you can kind of wait it out. Four minutes. I was it was that was the worst. Um. But stand up New York actually. Dude, no wonder you don't give a fuck. <laughs> wherever you perform. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny though because I was thinking about like what I want to talk about and like how I got here. I guess maybe that's what this podcast would be about, like how I got here. So I've been doing comedy for like eight years and uh, and I won this and I was I started my own show because I was sick of doing bringers and barkers. I started my own barking show at Joe Franklin's. At first I was doing Gladys's and then Joe Franklin's, who Joe Franklin, if you don't know, is this like New York legend. We had this room and I would trade spots with this guy uh, who ran this contest. He ran like the funniest comic in New York contest. And this contest ran for like eight months. So they gave me a spot in the in like the finals, right? And I, I never brought anybody. I never had to enter any rounds. Yeah. I, just, I thought I was doing a spot. Okay, I'll, I'll go do a spot. So lo and behold, I win the contest. And I knew it was fixed because it was a stand-up New York. And I won. All the guy's clients won the contest. Like, and I didn't even want to accept my award. Like, I almost said, you know what? I was with this girl, Jenny, at the time. She was this hairdresser. And uh, she was a little cute hairdresser. This little redhead, just adorable chick with nice uh, fake boobs. Um, it has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> so I remember, I remember saying to her, like, you know what? I think I'm just going to say this is complete bullshit, this whole contest, and, and not accept the award. And she's like, no, fucking just take this award. Because yeah. the, the award was a trip to L.A. At, oh. the, at like, the improv. They, they fly out to L.A., do a spot at the improv. So I did, and they flew me out to L.A., and that's where I got, uh, quote-unquote, discovered by this, this guy who was this big sitcom star at the time. He had a huge sitcom on CBS. I won't say who he is, but... And I guess he had... His, his reputation was he liked... He, he's very gay and likes kind of younger, good-looking guys. Not, like, like, legal, but just... Everyone's like... I'm like, oh, this guy liked me. Everyone's like, of course he did. Of course he did. So he came up to me and was like, hey, man, you are brilliant. I want to get you my manager. I want to hook you up. I want to take care of you, my agent. And he did all that. Got me his manager at the time. And was it Louis Anderson? No, but he would have <laughs> these parties at his house. And it was all dudes at the parties. Oh, and he never hit on me. I'm not going to say he tried to do anything. He never did. But I would always bring a chick to the parties. <laughs> it would always be one girl at the party, and it would be the girl that I brought. Okay. Because I wanted him to know, like, listen, dude. Right? Yeah. So... But that story, this story takes a bad turn because this guy had like a really bad alcohol problem. Um, uh, sorry, this guy had a really, and I actually saw him like five years later at at uh, the Improv. And this guy was such a dick. He can't. He was like, "Hey man, how come you didn't make it? Huh? I thought you were gonna be it, but you didn't make it. You kind of let us down." And I was just going off on me while being drunk, saying that he thought I was gonna make it, and then. The guy at the improv, like the door guy, was like, Adam, want me to throw him out? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's okay. And at that, and like a week later, he got banned from the improv. He had his, his mural at the improv, and they took down his mural. That's how, like... And so what happened to that guy now? I don't know. He's out of the business. Is he still, well, like a household name? Like no. if you said his name, most people would know him or no? No, no. And he was a huge comedian, too. Huge. But uh, but anyway, he, has but, own, he had his own sitcom. He had his own sitcom. I mean, look, the guy gave me a start. I mean, he 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 gave he got me a manager at the time, and which got me, you know, on like my first TV set, which was the uh, the Craig Kilborn show, uh, which was which was cool, and then um, and I ended up uh, you know, getting rid of him because some other stuff happened, which I'm not sure. I, I want to disclose. All right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have so, to go anyway, into What that. else do you want to talk about? Is this, is, this, is this even a good podcast? Is this, is this interesting at all? Well, this is this is this is being on the road, I guess. This is being on the road, yeah. So here we are. We're going to San Diego. Well, you show. can hold that one out because I switched mics with you. All right, we're going to do a show in San Diego. I love San Diego. One of my favorite places to perform. I love at. going there. I like it because the traffic sucks. The women are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure we're gonna make the show. Uh, <laughs> The women are beautiful in San Diego. Uh, the crowds are cool, and it's got a very big military presence, which is cool. Like it's hard to offend people in San Diego. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a big fan. Right now it's just for two hours, 
and 24 minutes away. <laughs> and it's 5.42. And the show starts at 8, which means that we're going to get there at 8.15. But I think the traffic will clear up. Yeah, this traffic's pretty dog shit right now. Yeah. So, uh, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I get a little car sick. Are you? It's been a little weird for me. Right now, this whole so trip? So far. Yeah. Oh, all right. I just, I've always gotten car sick, so yeah. it, if I don't drive... And it's and and like trying to manage all the sound shit at the same time. So I'm hanging in there. I'm doing good. Hang in there, man. Yeah. One of the worst things <laughs> I ever did was like when I first moved to LA, I was booking my own feature work, and I thought that New Mexico, San Diego was on the way to New Mexico for some odd reason. I'm like, oh, south, everything's south. <laughs> so I booked a Tuesday night in San Diego at a place called Moon Doggies, which was a great gig. It was a bar gig. It was a great gig as a feature because that was when, like, the prime of when you could actually get them. I remember Adam Devine. I've heard of that place. And, and Moon Doggies before Adam Devine kind of blew up. Uh, and then I went to the gig. So I go to San Diego, do the show. I think I made out with some chick, drank, like, six Red Bulls, and I had to be in New Mexico by Wednesday night. So then I drove 12 hours from San Diego, I got there like a half hour before the gig started. Did a show in New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I was I got paid four hundred dollars for the week in New Mexico. I think it just covered gas. Man, yeah. Yeah, and then I remember driving driving back from New Mexico, and uh, it was raining out. I think there was like sleet on the ground somehow, and I remember going. I hit like black ice, drove off the ramp, ended up in like a ditch with my car, but still got out, but still managed to get home. Which was cool. Fucked Jesus up, Christ. Fucked up my car. <laughs> the worst gig, though, was when I did a gig in Arizona. And this guy, uh, I was a feature in Arizona, and they told me to keep it cleaner. And I was like, the, ah, the, the opener wasn't that clean. So I just did my set. And I think I sold 15 CDs that, like, like that night. I killed it. And then the owner, he was a, he was a, a, a principal at the time. And... <laughs> And he, and he brought me into this room, and he's like, "Man, you told me you you know you used your Craig Kilborn tape, and uh, and and that you were dirty, so you have to go home now." And he and he, I was only getting four hundred dollars. That they gave me, he's like, "I'll pay you for the week." It was like the third day. They took out six dollars for a sandwich, so I got like three ninety four. And then I and then I hooked up with the Still waitress. Good. I think I, I think I made out with the waitress because she hated him. So just, just, I think she just wanted to piss him off. And then I had to drive back from Arizona. So I remember driving back from Arizona, and I got a flat tire, and I had there was no lights, so I'm on the side of the road. I had no spare on me. Actually, I had a spare, but I had to like, uh, you know, do it myself. I look up, and there's a sign saying, "Arizona State Prison, do not pick up hitchhikers." <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck, man!" Like oh, this. Shit. Yeah. Then I'm like, maybe I maybe you know, maybe someone I actually will find one, and then he can help me with this car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was rough, man. That was that was that was that was rough. But uh, yeah, I have a lot of a uh, lot, lot of road stories. My dad's calling right now. So take it or no? It's up to you if you want. Okay, my dad's calling. That's good. Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know. What are we talking? Is this even a good like podcast? <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is just... I think it's informative. Yeah, just People. being on the road. No, absolutely. We got a lot out. T- yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm really happy right now with the girlfriend. I just, like how, I, I just like how you have to cut this part out, right? But you were still talking to dad through the microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear funny stories? So, yeah. So, we just talked to my dad right now on the phone, in the car. and But that's a... I, I did a show in um in the Bahamas one time. Uh, oh, Bermuda. Bermuda. And there was, I was working with a guy who was a ventriloquist, a black guy that had a, um, a puppet. And a uh, nice guy, super sweet guy. What but color was the puppet? The puppet was white. I'm pretty sure his puppet was white. It might have been black. Maybe it was a black puppet. <laughs> so, but that's not the point of the story. I feel like that's a good question, though. <laughs> yeah. So we do radio, and they interview the puppet on the radio, and he's doing, and he has to have the puppet on him. And I'm like, dude, no one could fucking see us. Like, but he couldn't do it without the puppet. Like, he he had to do have the puppet with him on the radio, but no one could see it. I mean, he could have just done his voice. Nobody would know it wasn't the puppet speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. So, 
So you were saying you're really happy with your girlfriend? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That <laughs> side note. Yeah, I'm happy with my girlfriend. I am. I, I'm actually. I, I like her more than anybody. I, I'm happier. Not to compare her, but I've never been at so happy in a relationship before, uh, and been with someone so special. And uh, she's just. It's actually. It's nice. It's weird. I definitely know? never heard you say anything like that before. This is weird. It's weird. I've never <laughs> experienced this before. You know. Uh, I always feel like. You know, maybe I'm setting myself up, though, you know. I don't want to... It's like you always... I'm always waiting for something bad to happen. Even when something good happens, I'm always like, yeah, but... Like, never in my life... Well, so maybe sometimes. There's only a few times in my life I actually really find peace. Uh, and just everything... Like, when I... When I was wrestling and I would win, like, the New England Championships, I'm like, man, there was, like, nothing could stop me from being happy at that point. There are certain times on stage doing comedy where just everything's hitting and it just goes through you. Yeah, that. Uh, when you nut, uh, you're releasing that organ. But it's hard sometimes. But to find that, to not find that in everyday life. I guess that's why people take pills or do yoga or meditation or ayahuasca. Well, I think you in particular <laughs> really like will try to find something bad in good things. Yeah, you I, always try to be like, well, something bad's probably gonna happen. Anytime you get good news, it's, and I'm, I'm like waiting. I, I'm I'm always waiting for, like, I've always feel like I'm one joke away from being fired. Yeah. Uh, every time I do a thing, I'm like, yeah, but you can be like, Adam, you booked this pilot. It's probably gonna get canceled. You oh know, yeah. That's the right away where your mind goes. Like, oh, always. Like even now, where you're like, oh, I'm dating this awesome girl. She's probably gonna cheat on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like, what's the catch? It's, it's yeah. It's, there's always gotta be a catch, right? There's always gotta be a catch. Like this joke worked. I had a great set, but I didn't record it, so no one's ever gonna see it again. <laughs> like it's, I've always, I've always could be doing more. That's what my th- my therapist said. She's she's like, you beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah. You're constantly pummeling yourself. You, you have to stop this. You're like Rich Aronovich's dad. Is that do what? You, do you remember? <laughs> you remember Rich Aronovich used to say like, if my dad won the lottery, he'd be like, eh, taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I know. I always think I'm gonna. Even when my 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 girlfriend like bought me all this my birthday, she got me uh, Guns N' Roses tickets. Cool. Uh, three shirts, made me a cake, made me cupcakes, got me uh, a cordless. I saw the cupcakes. Got me a cordless charger for my phone, like a really really nice one. Uh, got my dog new doggy bags, made my dog a little thing. Just and then my mind goes, fuck. Now I'm gonna just disappoint her. On her birthday with her gift, like I'm like I'm not gonna be able to uh, to to get her this. Like this is too nice. Yeah, it's just little things, man. That it just shows that someone put some thought into it, you know. I know. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. You don't have to like take her out for chicken or anything. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Even with like, I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. Even with, like my, I'm, I'm on Snapchat, and I'm like, man, I suck at Snapchat. I'm just taking pictures. I'm like, my my videos aren't that interesting. But then I like the way. But then I can look at who's watching him. And I'm like, wow, Kenny Florian's watching. Like, these people are like, Im- impressive people are watching my Snapchat. So now I'm doing it for them. Like, I'm, I'm doing, okay, well, I want them to keep watching it. Not that I want to actually share anything. I just want them to think that I'm working hard so that they think I'm cool. So that they have invi- if I invite them to a show or something, they're like, well, Adam tries very hard. I'm going to support him. It's like I'm taking Snapchat to a, a fucking whole new level of... I don't know. Whatever. What are we talking about? I just realized that we're now just passing. What is this? Cerritos? Yeah, yeah. We have. I know. We're fucked. I think we're. I don't <laughs> know. It's, it's only. Awful. We left early, though. It's only six o'clock. We're still in, like. We're going to get there by eight. I hope. We're still not even left Los Angeles County yet. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this traffic is awful. I don't know, man. Yeah, and then even with my show, I'm like, with living with funny, I'm like, yeah, it went well, but. There's gonna be a season two. I'm like, I hope I get. What if they don't take me for season two? Like, like, I'm always. I don't know. I don't know where I get this from. Maybe it's from my mom leaving, and like maybe like when you're when you're younger, your your biggest security blanket is your mother, and then when she leaves, you're like, oh, everything else is gonna fucking go. Shitty. Everything good that comes is gonna eventually maybe, gonna leave. I don't know. Maybe that's a, who knows. around three years in. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll last like. Three years, three months, three days, and it'll just go. I know. Even when I'm having sex, right? I'm like, like I love having sex, but I want to make the girl orgasm so that we'll have sex again. It's like I'm not even trying to have sex for this time. I'm trying to get the call back. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like I want her to have sex with me again. So like, I gotta make her come. I'm like, I have to make her come two or three times first. That way, she wants to keep having sex again. I, I, like this time has already been written off. The sex I'm currently having has already been. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want to call back. <laughs> You're not even living in the moment, man. I have to live in the moment, man. I think it's more that you might have had a lot of uh, rejection that now you just don't want to be disappointed so you always just ha- kind of have realistic expectations but I don't even think you have realistic expectations you now are just like I I expect <laughs> the wrong thing yeah but I know but I try really hard like I, I always try to win so uh, I don't go into shit thinking that I'm going to like you know, it's like if you were nominated for an Oscar, you go in like going like I'm probably not gonna win. But, but even now, like so I have that to, when like, you don't, you don't get all butthurt. But I, like I have to get ACL surgery on my on my leg, right? So, but I'm working out pretty hard now. But I'm like, what am I working out for? I'm just I'm gonna get out of shape. What's up on that? I'm gonna be out for, for a week. I'm like, what? What's the point of working out if I'm gonna be you know on crutches for a week or two weeks or not be able to work out again? So you have that much. <laughs> I know. This so that you don't have that much of a battle to, when you come back. This is true. This is true, Augustino. And then also, uh, I mean, you could do other workouts that, like sitting down. You could do crunches. I know. You're right. It's You're just right. a knee. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hold <laughs> on. It's my dad again. Oh. All right. Hold on. Shit. Hello. Okay. It's on. 400 bucks. You leave at 6, you get in around noon, and you come back around 7, and you'll get in at 9. Okay. So you're, you're, you've got the 3 o'clock covered. That's All great. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Book it. By the way, Dad. Hello? Yeah. Augustino saw the... I showed, I showed Augustino the... Um, the... Uh, thing and uh living with funny he said i don't look bad at all he said he said if anything it looked like i was a little clueless as to what the right thing to do is but he said that i didn't he said i didn't come across bad at all right right good well that's a good judge because augustino is you know i just picked up the new esquire yeah magazine he's on the front cover (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I wonder where i get it from huh <laughs> but, uh, no, but no, but he honestly said he 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 said that uh, he said he you know because I was worried that like do I look come across bad? He goes no, he goes yeah. he goes you don't come across douchey because most guys who are douchey they know they're being douchey, but versus you look right. like you're actually trying. You, you, you know, exactly. So. You're getting attacked, man. Don't worry, it's all good, man. As a matter of fact, Christmas called me and she says she wants you to do six more shows based upon the last night's episode. Yeah, whatever. Okay, very funny. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. But <laughs> that's great. Augustino's a good man. He's got good judgment. I'm with him. All right, good judgment. He's been married three <laughs> times. He's, he's Seventeen years old. Hey, Augustino. Augustino. No, he's been married once. I've been married once. All yeah. right. Yeah. Don't make him a bad guy. You yeah. should get married too. Uh, thanks, Dad. At least once. Yeah. <laughs> well, immediately. We're, we're gonna put this on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, this part's good. We can leave this. Yeah. Right this is on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. I got many book this ticket. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have him on the podcast. Yeah, we just did. <laughs> so anyway. Like, yeah, that's where you get your smart ass attitude from. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is he no. least optimistic or is he a pessimist? Oh, like he's you? worse, ten times worse than me. Really? Uh, no, I mean he he is. He he's he's better at hiding it, but he's got a better poker face than I do. So when you were like younger and <laughs> you're like, Dad, I want to be an actor. He's just like, oh, no, cool. no. He was actually happy with that. <laughs> he's just funny though. Like my dad sometimes tries to he tries to con- like he tries to control things that maybe he shouldn't. Like when I was in my little brother was in little league, uh, he knew that if we if we won the game, we were in the playoffs. And he knew that if we won the game, we would play a, actually a better team than if we lost. So he tried to lose on purpose, because that way we would play a worse team. Like, <laughs> so then he got kicked out of the league because they thought he was gambling on the games. Because he obviously was like starting the worst pitchers. That's just, so funny. <laughs> so, so then they thought he was he was making bets. Yeah, yeah. They knew that. I think the kind of word was that he was a gambler. So he and would he, pick the worst team and then oh, he would and just, then bet against you is what he, they thought they were doing. Well, he thought that he was like trying to lose on, but he was throwing games. He was yeah. betting against his own well, team. Well, he kind of was. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was. But he wasn't betting money. No, he was. He was doing because he thought we had a better chance of winning the next game. <laughs> And then that's that, that's that's it right there. That's where you get it from. So, like, that, so then you got to lose some so, so you then, can win some. So then some. they threw him out of the league, right? <laughs> so then he started his own league called like the Rockville Center Rebels, and he, and he handpicked the best kids and had them play for him. That's the best. Yeah, so my dad did that. 
Cause, so yeah, that, 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 that's my dad. Anyway, I think that's the end of our podcast. What do you think? Sure, yeah. I mean, if you want, I mean, it's been forty minutes. Yeah, I think we'll do forty minutes, right? If, if you want, uh, sure. I mean, we can we can pick up on the way back after the gig. Yeah. Oh well. Hopefully yeah. There'll be less traffic. We'll yeah. just be breathing right. Yeah. Through. Let's do that. All right. You cool. Do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. No, I think we're just good. I think we should. Okay. I think we should do it. But overall, pod- you had a good week. I overall, it's a really really good week. I found out that I have a deal for a new TV show, so I'm really really happy about that. I'm shooting a new show for MTV. I got a great girlfriend. Uh, yeah, you know. What'd you I, do I, Monday? Uh, Monday I had an acting class, uh, which went well. I p- played a, a uh, like a I did a scene from Bones where I played like this like crazy redneck guy that was part of this cult. Um, and then I had uh, the, my my own podcast, MMA Roasted Podcast. And then uh, what else did I do Monday? I uh, worked out. I in like November is it's like the UFC pool party. And last time, I was so ashamed that I kept my T-shirt on uh, at a pool party because I didn't like the way that, like... How long ago was that? A year ago. It was last July. I just I felt like I had, like, rolls. You so, felt out of shape? Yeah, so this time I'm t- trying to get in shape so I can take my shirt off at the pool party. Oh, so I feel even worse about myself now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. I'm supposed to go to, like, my cousin's thing on Sunday. It's like a Memorial Day party, like yeah. a barbecue. He's got this nice house, pool, hot tub. He hires bartenders all in the back and stuff. And I want to go, but, like... I don't want to go for a pool party, man. Really? I don't want to take my shirt off. I yeah. I mean, it's I don't. I see. I got a lot of judgmental. If, if family like, if, like you, if you work out a lot, I think it's cool. But then if you don't, I don't, I don't work know. out too much, man. I mean, I've been I've been dieting a lot lately. I lost like five pounds nice. in like a month. I'm, uh, you know, I mean, you, when you I first know me. Met you, you were big. Yeah, I was like two forty back then, and uh, I'm one eighty five right now. That's great. Yeah, I'm trying to get down to one seventy. Yeah. Because I'm just short, so just even even like 185, 190 on me looks just looks too chubby. Like I got too many rolls, you know, and got a belly. Yeah, I have a little bit of a belly too, man. I, it sucks. Every time I take a picture, I I crop out my belly like a fucking bitch, man. Like I just have a weird body. Like I have like wide shoulders, and then like if I get fat, I get fat in my in my stomach wide, but my legs like stay really yeah thin, you know. So it's just a weird. I, I have know. terrible posture. And this girl I used to date told me I'd, I'd look like Homer Simpson. So I had the body of Homer Simpson. That, that really was like, if I'd, I was ever motivated to go to the gym, it was when you, people compare you to Homer Simpson. Yeah. That's, dude, every time I watch Simpsons, like, oh, Adam Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uncanny. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's very, very nice of you. Um, uh, it was weird doing a podcast, though, and being in a relationship because normally, like, I would go on bad Tinder I know dates, what you mean. and then I would just every podcast was about like the Tinder date I went on the night before. I love those podcasts. I know we're not going to have those anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you could talk about you, you. You won't talk about your girlfriend, even if you had like a fight or something. No, I will. Uh that depends. I don't know. It depends, man. I mean, I guess you got to pick and choose of what which things to leave out. I want to still have a girlfriend. You know, yeah. like, a lot of times like that. That's not that hasn't helped. Actually, I, pretty much every time it hasn't helped. I uh, I I. I you know, as we said, I'm married, or I was married. Yeah. And uh, I was very open with everything. I involved, you know, my relationship on podcasts, on the stage. You know, all the comics have met my wife before. And uh, I feel like this time I kind of want to uh, just keep two different worlds. Well, she doesn't speak English, though, your new girlfriend, right? <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. See, now she can't listen to this podcast. Oh, come on. She She's... already hates you. Does she really hate me? No, she doesn't hate you. I feel like she doesn't like me, though. I, I don't think she doesn't like I, I mean... She's pretty open if she doesn't like someone. If I say like, "Hey, I'm gonna go over to this person's house," she'd be like, "Ugh." I was always nice. But to if her. I say that, if I say I'm gonna go over to Adam's house, she's like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, I was, like, always, I was always nice to her. I never said anything back. No, it's just Drago a couple times. Right? Was that it? The Drago comments? It's, it's the Drago. She doesn't like when people make fun of her for being Russian right. or the accent things. And you've called her Drago a couple times. That, that yeah, I think that's pissed her off. And then I had you on my podcast once, and she happened to listen to that one. And, what and she I like ha- never listens to it. And we were talking about like me keeping in shape. Yeah. And you're like, and I was like, oh, I want to make sure I you know look good for my girlfriend, or whatever. You're like. What are you talking about? She's got a huge ass. Oh God, really? <laughs> you said that on the podcast, uh, and then and then she heard it the next day, and she was like, she was like, like really? He's making fun of my ass? Oh no! And I'm like, yeah, you do have a big ass. This is my like, dad again. Hold on. In a good way. Hold on. Hello. I'm gonna reserve a car for ninety-one dollars. No, they they uh, picked me up, and the um, and the uh, yeah, yeah. But thank you, appreciate it. All right, my pleasure. Anything else, Dad? No, I, we're good. Uh, everything's good. Keep, keep on, on. Tell us about managing Alice Cooper. <laughs> Excuse me. So tell us about the time you managed Alice Cooper and like the whole snake story and Frank Zappa. Uh, 
Alice Cooper was uh, it was a lot of fun. I was uh, I was 21, and uh, it was great. There were, a lot of, there were snakes, Frank Zappa, Jimi Hendrix, Dennis Joplin. Wow! Yeah. They were all around. They were all there in the square. It was all good. <laughs> all right, thanks, Ed. Hey, Claire. There's a Bye. lot of groupies that you banged. Oh, you hung up on them. <laughs> <laughs> that was, as soon as you heard that question, we're just we're getting him off the line. Yeah, yeah. no, we're gonna have him on all the time. It'll <laughs> okay. be funny. We, we just can't tell him he's on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, listen. So yeah, uh, but, uh, by the way, this week uh, or next week, Glebe wants to come on the podcast. He has a Showtime special. Oh, Ben Glebe. Yeah, and he. Oh, asked, nice. And he he has to come on the show. Sweet on yeah. Hunter's World or our... on Hunter's World. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So well, we gotta think of a name of our uh, production company, right? Yeah, the network. You don't call it the network? No. no. Oh, oh, for, oh, for, uh, a name for the network. Yeah. I don't know. What about <laughs> yeah? It's, Miles, called the, it's called the network. Miles, Frankie, and Carmen. Uh, no. The network network. Uh, we can call it uh, what? Two A double A. Adam Augustino. Uh, double A. Uh, a A. So sounds like a battery. <laughs> I don't know. If you have any think of it, if you're listening to the show, you think of any names, let us know. What yeah, thinking uh, uh, like Tiara Network. It sounds like a like a, like a kid's beauty pageant. Yeah, I know. That's the street that we record I know, with on. Tiara. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. All right, well, think about it. Uh, listen, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, have a great What life. do you have coming up? Oh, we're, yeah, we're yeah, in San yeah. Diego right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming, uh, coming up, I will be... What are all these flights your dad's booking you to? Yes, do? I'm going to be in Calgary uh, at the Comedy Cave in two weeks. Uh, and then I'm going to be in Fresno in July, Hollister in July, Las Vegas in July at the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. I'm going to be at, nice. the, at the Comedy Club in Rochester in June. Uh, in like a couple weeks, and then catch uh, Living with Funny. It's on 11 times this week. Living with Funny, and uh, that's pretty much it. What about you? Um, I'm gonna be at the Comedy Store on Tuesday, the 31st, May 31st, in the main room, and I have something else that uh, I'm not remembering. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna be in San Francisco in August, August 24th. With Joey? No, by yourself? Yeah. Nice. Where? At uh, it's 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 the old Purple Onion. Oh wow! Remember, like where Gal- yeah. is recording that special? Yeah, yeah. So it's there. Oh, cool. And All that's right. August twenty fourth. Uh, but yeah, more current. Um, I'll be in July. I'm with Joey Joey Diaz at, at Ice House. Nice. A weekend at the Ice House, July fifteenth. That weekend. All right, I love it. And uh, Twitter, Augustino Zoida. You'll see the correct spelling on this on your phone or however you listen to your podcast. And it's Adam Comedian. On Twitter, right? Yep. Cool. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks for listening.